Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this is for Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. Uh, I wanted to share a bit of information really quick. I recently hit the year mark. Uh, my very first episode where I interviewed my wife, Allison, to detail our dating and uh, marriage story was released on January 30th, uh, 2022, just yesterday. So yesterday I hit the year mark. Uh, huge thank you to uh, listeners uh, for supporting me. And I hope it's been a fun experience for you listening as it's been for me recording. This week, I have a really special guest, really awesome guest, good friend who I haven't talked to in uh, quite a while, Bonnie Hanks. We talk about a lot of really cool, fun things, uh, her career, uh, with Gaggle, which is a really interesting story for her to share. Uh, her love of board games, uh, her uh, vacation to Belize with her husband, husband Robert. So many other fun topics we get to discuss uh, in my conversation with Bonnie. And it's always great to, to catch up with old friends, which I've said many times on the show. Uh, before I get to Bonnie, uh, my conversation with Bonnie, I wanted to share just a few things of entertainment news. Uh, first, we are in the midst of Super Bowl season, which is really exciting. So uh, Kansas City versus Philadelphia on uh, February 13th, if I have my dates correct. Uh, so two weeks from this past Sunday. Uh, really excited for the game. Uh, we'll see if it's good. I mean, you know, it's hit or miss with the Super Bowl. Usually they're good and entertaining. So uh, and then we'll see what commercials and all that and trailers, which I'm always excited for as well. And just I love getting to watch the game with good friends and eating lots of good yummy food. So there we go. Looking forward to the Super Bowl. Uh, I did want to mention really quick the passing of uh, television actress Annie Wershing. If you are familiar with her work, I, I'm most familiar with her work for being on the, the Keith Sutherland political action drama 24. She played FBI, FBI agent Renee Walker on that show. She's done tons of really cool stuff like, you know, um, uh, I believe she was on uh, Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus, which is streaming now. Uh, I think Supernatural, she might have been on that, Vampire Diaries, uh, some shows with Nathan Fillion, uh, uh, Castle and The Rookie. So she's been acting for quite a while and she is a huge fan favorite actress. I mean, a lot of people really loved her. She was really young. She was only 45 years old when she passed uh, through because of cancer. So, I mean, I felt really sad when I heard the news. She had been uh, working up until she died. Uh, didn't let her stop her when she got the diagnosis uh, back in 2020. Uh, according to reports I've read online. So I felt really, really bad and sad when I heard the news. Uh, and again, I know her best from 24. I loved her character of Renee Walker and I loved the show 24. In fact, if 24 had been on, well, if it was on now while I'm recording my podcast, for sure, I would have done episodes talking about it. Uh, so, you know, my, my deepest condolences go out to her, uh, her family uh, for this difficult passing at 45, again, so young, so... Uh, but I mean, there, there's so much joy and happiness we can experience in life. And I think it's a constant reminder that we should be looking to do that. And for me, I mean, uh, joy and happiness comes from, you know, getting to conver have conversations with friends, talk about fun, entertaining stuff. So this is my conversation with Bonnie Hanks. Uh, please enjoy. 
Joining me tonight on the Casting for Fun podcast is a really great friend who I haven't seen in many years. It's uh, Bonnie Hanks. Bonnie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. Thanks. Oh, awesome. Thank you for, for agreeing to come on my podcast. Uh, I, I do this purely for entertainment purposes. It's, uh, it's great just to chat with friends about things that we love. And I especially love the fact that I get to talk to friends who I haven't talked to in a while and that we can connect, uh, you know, through the Internet. So uh, we may not be able to we, we may not be local anymore, but at least be able to uh, maintain friendships this way. I think it's actually pretty fun. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's really cool how technologies developed for us to be able to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we have quite a bit in common, which is really cool to share and talk about. But uh, we also have some differences, too, <laughs> as, as we're going to oh, get yeah. to when we get to your uh, uh, quarantine lockdown games, which I think is pretty funny to discuss. But I'm actually just fascinated to hear or very interested to hear on uh, what you and Robert and uh, you guys have been up to the, since the last time I saw you, which I want to say was probably for a mutual friend's wedding uh, back in 2015. So... That sounds about right. Yeah. And then even before that, it was years before that that we had last seen each other. So it's like yeah. we haven't really been in contact a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what we've been up to is mostly a lot of board games and plus awesome. <laughs> like kids and a career change for me. So. Oh, I wanted to start asking you about that. Yeah. So, so I saw, you know, you posted, I think it was last year or the year before that you, you joined up with a uh, company called Gaggle. Right. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, what exactly yes. is Gaggle? What do you do with them? <laughs> uh, Robert describes it as big brother for schools, basically. Oh. <laughs> um, the idea is that we monitor students' uh, devices, I guess, uh, their accounts, whether it's through Google or Microsoft, and just kind of keep an eye for certain words. Like if they're investigating ways of doing self-harm, we want to catch that and inform people at the school, some emergency contacts, to let them have a heads up. Hey, you might want to make sure that this kid is doing okay. And if nobody responds, then we can reach out to local authorities to do a wellness check for them. Um, so yes, big brother, but ideally mostly for helping support students is the goal. Oh, I think that's a very important thing to do. I mean, we can kind of see just uh, mental health is something that a lot of people deal with and struggle with. Uh, and I, I think, you know, if people can take up things that are helpful and beneficial to them, that would be an awesome thing to do. Like, I mean, to be honest, podcasting has been really beneficial for me. Uh, not so much that I was really necessarily struggling, but it, it is great for me to reconnect and talk to friends and yeah. to have that communication, that connection with people, because uh, sometimes people really struggle without it. Right. Absolutely. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm glad you, you're enjoying that. Then uh, that sounds really worth, worth uh, worthwhile and very rewarding for you. So good job, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's something that I'm really grateful to have, like moving from teaching into any other field. I'm really glad to still have that sense of purpose and fulfillment and feeling like I'm making a difference. Oh, awesome. Very awesome. Very good. Uh, so again, as we mentioned, uh, it's been a couple of years since we've really connected, but that's because I mean, we're both actually really busy with families, which is really great and cool. And if I'm not mistaken, you have two girls. Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. So what is your favorite thing about being a mom? Gosh, getting to see them learn and grow and feeling like I had a hand in that is really rewarding. Um, and honestly, that's kind of what gets me through some of the hard times. When it's like, if they're in the middle of a tantrum, I can still look back at videos or other pictures of them from the past and know, okay, I, I am still making a good difference. I, Yeah, it, it's very rewarding. Oh, awesome. And you, you get to have, you know, in quality, enjoyable family time. So I, again, I got to see that a couple of years ago. 
you, Robert, were able to take the your kids to Belize, which looked absolutely beautiful. The pictures you posted, it looked really fun and great. So tell me about that. Why, why did you choose Belize and what were your favorite things that you guys got to see there? Um, well, we didn't take our kids with us. It was, oh, I thought you did. Like, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It was honestly a way for us to try and reconnect as adults instead of just feeling like parents. And okay. so... Sorry to the kids, but one, the younger one is young enough where she won't remember us having been gone anyway. Um, we got to do a lot of activities that I enjoyed, such as like zip lining. We got to do cave tubing. It was really cool to see all those structures up close and get to float down the river as we did so. We got to see a lot of the ruins that were there and hear about how some of them were actually related, probably, to uh, the people from our religion in ancient history, the Lamanites, oh, which awesome. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Uh -huh. um, so we we learned a lot while we were there. Robert wasn't so into all the adventurous stuff that we did, but he did like having a break and just time to kind of relax and see how beautiful it was over there. Oh, good. Very good. Uh, I heard that uh, uh, scuba diving is really popular out there. Is that right? Probably. We just did snorkeling because we're not quite that adventurous. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, um, not, that's what I meant to say. Snorkeling, not scuba diving. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have tours that are like that too. But Oh, okay. Yeah. We enjoyed the snorkeling. The, the best part of that one was getting to actually pet nurse sharks as they like, came over. They would throw out some food and then the sharks would come by and try to eat them, but not us. And we just chilled there and then oh. they just swam right under us. It was really fun. Oh. oh, very cool. Very good. So do you plan to do additional trips with your kids? I guess when they get a little older, is that something you could be looking into doing? Yeah, that's something that I didn't get to have as a kid. And I think it'd be really cool to do that with our kids. Um, we do have to be conscious of our financial status. Oh, however. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to necessarily do big things every single year, but I do think it will be a really good experience for us to bond together. If we do every once in a while, every few years, do something where we get to explore a new part of the world and just kind of expand our circle that way. Awesome. And uh, do you have anything in mind right now for a destination or not quite just yet? Uh, well, I think that they would like it if I would take them to Disneyland, but that's like oh. the only <laughs> thing that's on the radar so far. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, good, good. Well, I mean, I guess like not directly related to Disneyland, but I saw that you did go to uh, Orlando and uh, you got to see Universal Orlando, but I guess not so much for recreation. It was for work related. Was that right? Yeah, it was part of a work retreat. So we did get to have fun there. We also participated in some team building while we were there. So it wasn't entirely just leisure the way I would do it, mm -hmm. but yeah. Oh, okay. And that, so did you get to see the Wizarding World at all or any of Orlando oh. or Universal Orlando? Yeah, I did. Okay. That was probably my favorite part, which is getting to be there in Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade and just look at things and feel immersed in the world that I grew up in. Yeah, I guess that's one of the first series that I really got into reading. I still mm -hmm. liked reading when I was younger, but that was the first series that a lot of other people also liked reading. And then I got to kind of wait for the books as they came out. And so it was really nostalgic getting to see all of that in person. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I we got to go visit Orlando once before for my brother-in-law's wedding, which was really cool. So so we got to go to Universal because we weren't going to be there for long. So we, we opted for Universal versus Disneyland or Disney World, rather. And yeah, the the uh, bo both parks are great, bo both uh, both coasts for, you know, the Hollywood or I guess, yeah, the Universal City, City Walk version here in L.A. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Orlando, but I, mean, I, I just love going to see both. They're just really great. Uh, butterbeer is delicious. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I got the frosted butterbeer because it was pretty hot when we were over there. And that was really, really nice to quench my thirst. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. So do you go on work related retreats often or how often does that work out for you? 
Um, it's supposed to be annual. So I've been able to be go to two so far. I've been at my company for a year and a half. And because of how they've timed things with restrictions easing from COVID, I've, yeah, we've had two so far. The first one was just outside of Chicago. And so I had fun being able to just explore and walk around downtown, do a kayaking tour while I was there. This one was a little bit more grandiose in going to Universal Studios in Orlando. It sounds yeah. really cool on paper, but then it's also like there were, there were a lot more people there while I was exploring. It was, it was two different kinds of things that I could enjoy. Oh, okay, good, good. Uh, very cool. So I'm sure you're looking forward to the next time you get to do another work retreat. Uh, would it always, I mean, you, you mentioned Chicago. Do you happen to know where they're going to be sending you next time or is that still too soon? I think it's still too soon. Some people are wondering if we'll go to Orlando again because a lot of people had fun. I think it'd be really cool if I could explore a different part of the world though, because otherwise outside of work, we don't we don't actually travel that much outside of California. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, oh, very good. Okay. Uh, was there anything else with traveling that you wanted to touch on? Um, not that I can think of. <laughs> Oh, okay, no worries. Okay, so I wanted to go ahead and shift gears just a little bit. So I know both you and Robert are huge fans of board games, which is really cool. In fact, uh, when my wife Allison and I got married, I mean, we were just like putting just random things on our wedding registry because we didn't know really know what we needed. I mean, I guess most people don't when they get married. Uh, but again, we knew we were going to be getting quite a bit of like, you know, household and kitchen utensils, things like that. So we put just kind of like random stuff on for entertainment. And we had actually asked for Settlers of Catan. And sure enough, you and Robert got it for us, which was really cool. So I, I know you guys couldn't make it down for our wedding, which is un understandable, but it was really nice of you. So thank you. We, we still have it that you were able oh, to I'm glad. buy it for us and, and send it to us. So <laughs> hopefully uh, you've enjoyed it instead of it like harming relationships, because I know that tensions can run high sometimes. with. Oh, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely been enjoyable. So uh, what are some of your favorite board games? Uh, what are you interested in playing right now? Um, right now, we just started a new one called Frosthaven. So that's a campaign type game and it's legacy. So you will unlock new quests as you accomplish certain things. You'll put stickers on the board that indicate where you can go. It kind of changes the map and over time. It's been a lot of fun kind of deciding which way we want to go, how we want to build our characters. Um, yeah, so we have a few games that we like playing like that. If you're asking for favorite games, I guess I could say in certain subgenres of games I have favorites uh is that how you would like me to proceed oh absolutely yes go ahead <laughs> all right overall our favorite game is probably spirit island it's cooperative but asymmetric so each of you represents a different spirit that's trying to protect this island from invaders you have different powers different ways that you kind of work so there isn't the quarterbacking that you often see in cooperative games you can't just tell somebody this is going to be the best move for you because you don't know what things that they have, but you can still collaborate a lot with each other. Mm -hmm. I also like the theme of kind of fighting off invaders. It's something that, I don't know, is different. It's kind of unique in that respect and something that I think is respectable. You know? uh -huh. And it's more complex than some of the other games that we have, which is really nice to have it intellectually challenging without it being overwhelming. Oh, okay, so uh, additional players who are playing, would they take on the role of invaders? So are you, you're competing against other teams? No? No, it's fully cooperative. So you're all just different spirits. Oh, so I, if see. You, I see. If there's more of you, then the board gets bigger. So there's more invaders that come in. That's how it scales. Oh, okay. Okay, very cool. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, any others that you recommend? Um, let's see. If, it's, if you're looking for something that's on the more approachable end of things, like a party game that we recently discovered that we really, really enjoyed is Poetry for Neanderthals. Um, my oh. sister 
actually introduced me to that. And it's by the oatmeal, the same person that made like exploding kittens, that may be a little bit less uh, sad for the kittens. Uh -huh. uh, with poetry for Neanderthals, it's a lot like taboo, where you're trying to get your team to guess certain words. Um, the ones that are on the cards are the ones you're not allowed to say, mm -hmm. but you're only allowed to use single syllable words. And so you end up kind of sounding like a Neanderthal as you're trying to get them to guess it. And so it kind of makes you think a little bit more, have to slow down and make sure that you're using really simple words and phrases to get mm -hmm. them to guess things. And it's, it's a lot of fun. The idea is that if you get something wrong, you used too many syllables, there's like a little inflatable um, club that you can kind of hit them with. <laughs> oh, that fun. does sound, excuse me, that does sound really fun. Yeah, uh, we're always looking for, for newer games to play. Uh, and obviously, it's, it'd be great to, to get together with people who know or at least enjoy playing these type of games, too. Because I know they're not necessarily everyone's cup of tea. But, uh, but thank you for those recommendations. They'll sound really, really great and fun. Uh, was there anything else with uh, board games you wanted to bring up? Um, one thing that has been really helpful for us in getting to explore new games and play with people from a distance is an online platform called Board Game Arena. It's mm -hmm. free to sign up. And then there are certain games that are premium, but we've used that to play with friends almost every week for the past year. And then a little bit more sporadically before that, starting with the lockdown, just because that's a way for us to connect with our friends. We're not very good at socializing. So if we're playing board games instead, that's like a way to kind of direct conversation where it's not awkward. That's mm -hmm. been a lot of fun for us. So if you guys are ever interested in playing board games, even though we're separated, we'd be happy to do a video chat or something. And then we could play games on Board Game Arena. Oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of my listeners would be interested in that. So uh, what, what was that website again? Board Game Arena. Board Game Arena. Thank you. Yeah. So definitely sounds like something worth checking out for sure. Uh, I want to sh shift gears a little bit. So, so going back to the beginning of the pandemic, so 2020, I mean, I guess it's a time that most people would refer not to reflect back on, but uh, what I thought was kind of interesting or at least kind of like a, a spark of like hope or just inspiration was to see people posting online inspirational, great things, and even like a, fun things to kind of do while we were on lockdown. So it was almost kind of cool to see just random games where uh, people would ask the question, give me your top five in any category. And I thought that was pretty fun. So I, I did one of those games or post a picture of something, someplace you visited before that you really enjoy. So when I saw your game that you had picked up, which was uh, the unpopular opinion game, I thought that was actually really fun. Uh, and then some of your picks are ones that I definitely agree on. Some of them are not, but I think it's <laughs> cool just to kind of like uh, debate and talk about them. And it's a great way of getting to know people. Some of this is stuff I didn't know about you from before, which is kind of cool. So if you remember, Bonnie, let me go ahead. I have it here on my notes. Let me go ahead and go over your unpopular opinion game, 10 things I hate that most people like. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm okay, ready. Here we go. <laughs> okay, number one, you put down dark sodas except for root beer. So, so you're not a Coke or Pepsi fan, not at all? Not really. Um, I've, I've tried both of them. My mom drank a lot of Pepsi growing up, so I'm familiar with the taste, but it just doesn't do much for me. I don't hate them. And here's the really unpopular part of it. The only one that I actually hate is Dr. Pepper, which I know a lot oh. of people really enjoy. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I personally <laughs> really, really enjoy Dr. Pepper. And so does our, our mutual friend, Nick Turner. But uh, uh -huh. my, my wife absolutely hates it. In fact, she calls it a soap water, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. I imagine you're <laughs> tasting something very different than I am for whatever reason. Okay, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very cool. Then uh, next on your list, you had uh, The Office, which I know would probably maybe you, uh, uh, lose you some friends by, by saying that. But uh, 
did, did you ever watch it at all or give it a try or, or what was your opinion on the office i had only watched parts of a couple of episodes so i think that people would argue i didn't give it enough of a chance but I think that it was very good at doing what it was trying to, which is making you feel awkward as a viewer. And it's like, I can respect that they that they did what they were going for, but it was just not a feeling that I enjoyed. So I was like, oh, this feels awkward enough for me to not want to continue. You know, so I don't think it's bad. It's just not something that I in particular enjoy. Oh, no, that's understandable. I mean, it's very like quirky, like kind of like a, a very different type of humor. In mm -hmm. fact, initially, when I started, my wife, when we were binge watching it together, I, at first, I don't think she liked it very much either. But as we got <laughs> deeper into the, the, the show, I think she got, came to know, like the characters a little bit more. And then she ended up loving it. So it, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I can see that. But, but most people would actually argue that it's probably one of the most popular shows ever. Oh, yeah, I can I can understand its popularity. And I can respect it just like a lot of other popular things. I can respect it for what it is and just maybe not enjoy that for myself. Okay. <laughs> same way people are with board games, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay, the next you had watching sports, uh, which I, I can understand as well. I mean, even though I absolutely love them, I mean, I, again, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I was kind of curious, though, for the Super Bowl, is that something you would be interested in checking out? I know a lot of people may not necessarily like football, but they'll at least watch it, I guess, for the cultural aspect of it, because like the whole country is watching, essentially. Oh, fair enough. I guess that there aren't a lot of close friends or family that I have that are interested in watching sports either. And so I wouldn't have other people to talk about it with. And so okay. I don't feel like I'm missing out on that sense of bonding. Yeah. So I do enjoy like watching the commercials after the fact, at least. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of people who actually don't really care about the game at all, but they'll actually watch the commercials or halftime because they actually think that part's actually kind of fun and entertaining. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Uh, next, you put down lobster and really any type of seafood. I think I absolutely agree with you on that one. I, I'm not really a big fan of seafood either. Yeah, I don't. I think that in college, I had given shrimp another try at a Mongolian grill that we had gone to. And I remember distinctly really liking the flavor and not being able to stand the texture. And I think that that's not always the case for other seafood. Like with lobster, I really just don't like the taste for whatever reason. But it's like, okay, even if I got the taste, okay. The texture is something that for whatever reason, I, I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. And then also, I just think seafood's like, uh, I don't know, like small to me, like it's not really beefy, like, you know, cow or like, you know, like a beef or steak or chicken, yeah. you know, like it seems like you're getting more bang for your buck when you get like chicken or beef versus a uh, small, tiny fish. <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. I kind of wish that I did like seafood just because it's supposed to be healthier than certain other kinds of meat. I uh -huh. just really don't like it yeah. <laughs> okay very good and then uh next you had disneyland and i know you, you put like a little monkey emoji like covering his eyes i think you're worried about losing some friends with that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i have some friends that are hardcore disney fans including my sister-in-law who I, I don't know if she still does but she regularly will have an annual pass and just uh -huh. absolutely loves everything to do with it uh, for me it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of people and then it's a lot of waiting in line because I'm not willing to spend the extra money to get the fast passes. I'm not familiar enough with it to know the right routes to optimize my time or anything like that. So it's just not as enjoyable for me. It's not something that I would be like, no, I absolutely hate it. I just wouldn't want to spend the money for the amount of enjoyment I get out of it. Well, that, that's understandable because it is very pricey. Yeah. yeah. So is it more Disneyland as opposed to like the Disney brand? Is that right? Yeah, as far as. I think that's accurate. I mean, we have okay. Disney Plus and I absolutely love some of the shows and movies that are on there. So, yeah. 
Okay. And then speaking of that, though, so the next thing you had on your, your list was cable TV for, for disliking. Uh, do, do you enjoy like uh, Netflix and Hulu, some of the more streaming uh, networks that we can get? Or is it really just like any type of like TV like that, like cable TV that you dislike? No, I appreciate being able to use Netflix and Disney Plus, okay. but I also get to kind of search for what kinds of things I enjoy. I remember growing up, like uh, there were only certain cable channels that I actually was interested in a few of the shows, but there was nothing where it's like, I like everything that's on here. It's just like kind of here and there. And then you'd have to get a bigger package in order to get the stuff that I actually enjoyed. And that didn't really seem worthwhile. Oh, okay. That, that's understandable. Okay. Next thing you had uh, makeup, which again, I, I just kind of go off of the assumption that most, most girls love putting on makeup, but I guess not everyone's a makeup fan, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's also like a lack of skill, not knowing exactly what to do. Um, maybe I'm not using the makeup products that are the, the nicest. And so it doesn't feel very nice on my face necessarily. It doesn't always look super great. I think it, it does in general look nice. I'm at least not terrible at it. Uh -huh. um, but I also just don't really like the pressure that's put on women to put on makeup. Um, some people I know like to do it for their own artistry and as a way of expressing themselves, which uh -huh. I can respect. But I think that for some people, they just feel like they have to do that in order to uh, adhere to some societal standard of beauty. And that's something that I'm like, I rebel against. Uh, <laughs> okay. And then uh, next you had uh, the Beatles, which is, I guess, can kind of be kind of contentious because, I mean, people just absolutely love the Beatles, but then some people absolutely hate them, refer to them. I've, I've heard them refer to it simply being elevator music. Like there's nothing really that spectacular or special about them. So what is it with you that maybe that you don't really see the appeal of the Beatles? I think it's another one of those things where I can respect it and understand why people enjoy it. It just is something I don't happen to enjoy. It's not that I dislike a lot of their songs. It's just the ones that I've heard on the radio that are really popular. I'm just going to mm -hmm. meh about, which is, uh, I think, more lukewarm than is really common among the people that I've talked to with. Oh, okay. That, that's understandable as well. Okay. Uh, the smell of coffee. Uh, I absolutely am 100% with you on that. I mean, to me, coffee is just boiled dirt. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so uh, is there any particular reason why you dislike the smell? I nope. I don't think it has anything to do with taste. I don't know what it tastes like, but yeah. I just really don't like the smell of maybe partly because it is so strong mm -hmm. and it's like it announces itself no matter how far away you are. If you're in the same room, I'm going to I'm going to smell the coffee. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, uh, Marvel and DC movies. So so superhero movies, essentially. But you did put an asterisk, though. So you did say that Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are actually ones you do enjoy. Uh, what is it? I guess it's just a twofold question I have. So uh, what is it maybe that you dislike or not really enjoy so much with superhero movies in general? But what makes the Batman Begins and The Dark Knight special to you in your mind? I think that a lot of it has to do with the hype, especially for the Marvel movies. Now, I have friends that will argue I didn't give them enough of a chance because when when I kind of quit watching Marvel movies was after Age of Ultron because I just hated it so much. <laughs> and I know people are saying like, that was the worst one. You shouldn't stop there. And I, I can understand that. I just haven't bothered taking the time to rectify that, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, with Ultron itself, it felt like a commercial for a bunch of the other movies that were coming out at the time or a bunch of the other shows. Mm -hmm. um, I will say I did enjoy watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. though. So it might've just been maybe the movie format might've mm -hmm. kind of figured into that. With Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, I really enjoyed, I don't know, I guess the kind of era of mystery that was around the Batman. I 
especially with um, The Dark Knight, I think that Heath Ledger did an amazing job portraying the Joker and just, I guess, really feeling like that was really him. It didn't really feel like I was watching other people portray things. It wasn't like a commercial for something else. It was just, I felt like it was real, maybe as part of what it was. Oh, okay. That, that's understandable. I, I definitely, uh, I understand your opinion with that, even though I, I do disagree that I absolutely <laughs> love the superhero movies. But again, we agree to disagree, right? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And and since then, there have been some that I've enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. I think that just at the time, I was still really grumpy about Ultron. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead and flip on to the other side of it now. So these are 10 things that you enjoy, but that a lot of people would really dislike. So this one, these are the ones I think are going to be really interesting. Okay, so number one, you put uh, giving talks at church and public speaking. So I know you had mentioned you just had the opportunity to speak in front of uh, your specific uh, ward or congregation, as, as we call it in our, our faith. Uh, what, what makes it appealing to you? I know because if uh, for those who aren't aware for, for our, our church, so the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, the regular members are actually asked to go up onto the, the pulpit and actually speak and, you know, give a sermon. And most people absolutely dread it and hate it and do whatever they can to get out of it. But apparently, Bonnie, you you enjoy it. So so what what is it? What, what's so appealing to you about getting to speak up in public in front of people? I think the main part is that I just don't mind talking in front of other people and probably probably part of that is because I was a teacher. I kind of had to present to groups of people multiple times a day before. And so Mm -hmm. that's not something that bothers me, but I noticed that when I am preparing for those talks, I feel like I am given incentive to really take a deep dive into an aspect of our faith that maybe I hadn't really thought of before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I learn it more deeply and more personally than I really do in my daily studies. And so that's kind of a cool opportunity for me, especially since I don't mind the talking. And also mentioning the, that the, the, these talk or sermon lengths are only like 15 to 20 minutes. It's not a whole hour that I have to talk. So I feel like that's a that's an OK amount of time. I can handle that much. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a very good thing to consider. Uh, I know people sometimes kind of use like the, the old like saying or weird like theory that, you know, picture everybody in their underwear, I guess, maybe just think of something <laughs> funny like that. I don't think that really works per se, but do you have any suggestions for, for people who maybe kind of struggle with it a little bit? What, what makes kind of eases attention for you if, if you're in front of people? I think that when I was in college, it was something I was still nervous about. I hadn't really gotten a chance to do a lot of public speaking. And so at that point, I would kind of just look at towards the back of the room, just above everyone's head. So I was just kind of ignoring all the people there, pretending I'm talking to the back. But then I knew it looked like I was looking at people. And so that was the, the trick that I used. Now, at this point, I just try to make it as much of a conversation as I can. Um, sometimes I will just use an outline instead of actually writing down my talk word for word mm-hmm. so that I can have just the thoughts that I've prepared kind of come up and then direct things according to how I see people react. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I, I think I use the same approach. And I think it uh, it's definitely uh, beneficial. I think that you can you kind of have that conversation like with uh, uh, not just with one individual person, but everybody who's in the room when you're kind of like sharing experience or telling a story versus just kind of reading directly from the paper. But at the yeah. same time, I, I would just tell people, I mean, I, I don't judge anyone at all who does read that way, because again, we're all just kind of volunteers when it comes to like the church service. So, <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. And then if there's things that I think are more important, I will write those out word for word. So I don't botch them or I don't forget something that I think is, I don't know, kind of like the crux of my talk. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. The next you had put being stuck at home, which again, uh, I, you, you did this survey right when, you know, lockdown had happened. Uh, what do you think the appeal was? Cause I know at the time everyone was just like, you know, antsy and just kind of just scared and just like, you know, going crazy being like, I guess, uh, uh, stir crazy. I guess that's the phrase I'm thinking of. Like when you're yeah. just like, or, or whatever, whatever phrase you use when you're just like, stuck at home and you really desperately want to get out so what do you think was the benefit for you during the initial lockdown of being uh, at home obviously the, the health benefits but uh for you yeah. for you i guess mentally how was it beneficial for you now i recognize that i am in a place of extreme privilege to have someone at home with me who enjoys the same kind of hobbies as i do and mm-hmm. so i had robert to play board games with i didn't have to feel bored um we're teaching our kids how to play board games so the older one also enjoyed that But also at that point in my life, I had been a teacher. And so actually kind of being forced to take a break from that helped lessen my stress a lot. And I kind of didn't really realize how much of a toll that had been taking on me. And so for me, again, I recognize that most people did not have such a privilege in in having to suffer from the lockdown, right? But I did get to take a step back and we financially were okay. And I had someone to be able to spend time with. Oh, oh, okay. Very good. Yes. I mean, for, for those who do have to have uh, people at home with them, it was actually very beneficial. So, and then again, making the effort, I think to connect with people online during that time would have been helpful as well. Just, I guess, anything to keep your sanity. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Reading out loud. So do you enjoy when you're reading a book, just like reading to yourself or what did that exactly mean? Oh, um, so I like reading stories to my children, of course, Uh but I actually, for a while, have been um, volunteering audiobook narrating uh, for a nonprofit that provides audiobooks for kids that have struggles with reading. Um, and it's something that I actually really enjoy. I just like reading. And I think that I kind of have fun putting different voices to the different characters. Uh, and I think that it's something that I feel like kind of makes a difference, helps people get more interested in reading, which hopefully will also have lasting and rippling positive effects in their life. I just have a great time doing it. Oh, okay. Very good. Okay. Then uh, next you would put uh, complex board games. I mean, we kind of already went over that. Did you want to add anything else to complex board games? Uh, gosh, when I say it that way, I feel like, man, I was probably just being kind of an arrogant jerk and saying <laughs> that, like, oh man, I'm so much smarter than you. And I hope that that's not what people actually think. Um, but it is something that I enjoy having a bit of a challenge, but that doesn't mean that, uh, party games or simpler games don't have their space too. I enjoy all different ranges of board games, but I think that the more accessible ones are ones that people tend to be more familiar with. And then they're kind of afraid of diving into those those more difficult ones. And so if you are interested in exploring those, I think it's okay to take it slow and kind of go to medium complexity and then like higher complexity games. You don't have to just jump in because somebody says it's a great game. If you jump in without uh, having any practice on like lower complexity games, you're going to have a hard time. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes sense yeah okay then uh cartoons uh is there any particular cartoon you like i mean are you referring more towards like uh kids cartoons or is it kind of more the the adult stuff maybe like simpsons or something like that you that you enjoy um pretty much all the cartoons i like are kid appropriate okay <laughs> um so probably the time that i was thinking that i'm thinking like avatar the last airbender it's one of my favorite shows i think it's okay really well done and it has really inspiring messages other cartoons that i've liked since then i really enjoyed the the She-Ra remake. I didn't actually watch the original She-Ra, but on Netflix, they have She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And I think that that's also really good at showing, it's it's really good 
for representation. It's very good at showing my girls that they can basically be capable of anything, but it's okay if they have a hard time. And another show that I like is Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts for the same kind of thing. Again, really good at showing representation and about, I don't know, how kindness can solve a lot of problems. So yeah, I, I just really enjoy a lot of cartoons. I don't know why it happens to be in that medium, but yeah. Well, you know, cartoons, it's kind of a funny thing. So I, I've heard from other parents that they absolutely hate and detest like Cocomelon and like Little Angel and things like that. To be honest, I actually kind of enjoy it. Like I, I would just sit there and watch it with my, my little ones. And uh, for the most part, I think they they like it. They'll, they'll get a little bored of it. So we're not spending hours watching it. So I guess the parents who hate it probably are the ones who are watching it for hours. But some of those like ones like, you know, singing and just like with the words on and the kids get into like funny scenarios. I, they're actually kind of enjoyable, I think. So yeah, I think it depends on which one's uh, which ones we're talking about. There are some cartoons that my girls like where it's very repetitive and it feels like it's the same episode every time. Mm -hmm. And like, if the animation is not good or the voice acting is not good, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. But then there are shows like Bluey where it's like made so that parents can also relate to it. I really enjoy those ones. Oh, okay, good. Good. Okay, then uh, next you put down grocery shopping, which is kind of an interesting one too. So with the, you know, lockdown happening, the pandemic, uh, you know, like, you know, we had a, grocery delivery services like Instacart emerged. So a lot of people were actually having groceries delivered to your home. And I think we kind of got used to just doing it that way. In fact, my wife absolutely hates going grocery shopping now, but it's, <laughs> I guess it's something you enjoy. So what is it about grocery shopping that you enjoy doing? I think it was just mostly that I would have some time to myself where I didn't have to be a teacher. I didn't have to be a mom for a while, even though I guess I'm buying stuff for my kids. I didn't have to, um, watch some of the cartoons that they were watching that I didn't enjoy, right? I could just take some time and then, I don't know, sometimes feel like I'm getting a good deal on something like, oh, I wanted to get this thing. This is on sale. It just a little shot of dopamine, I guess. No, oh, okay, good, good. Uh, next you put being a student. Uh, so I'm assuming uh, you've already finished uh, your schooling. Is that right? So th yeah. this was done back in 2020, so three years ago. Uh, what, what did you enjoy about studying? I think it's just a lot of fun getting to learn new things. And that's part of it, just being able to learn and do that continuously. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people can appreciate. But specifically in being a student, you're given deadlines that you're supposed to adhere to. Um, there's assignments for you to complete. And then when I would complete those things, again, just another shot of dopamine, like, hey, I did the thing, check this off, off the list. Oh, I got a good grade on it. That was another like ego boost or whatever. So it was just kind of having all that stuff built in as a way for me to kind of validate myself, which is maybe not the most mentally healthy way to approach things, but it, it just happens to work with, with the way my brain is set up. Oh, very cool. You know what? I, I personally enjoy studying online as well. In fact, actually, so I've, I've earned my, my bachelor's entirely online and now I'm going towards my master's degree in business management all online. And it's been interesting for me. I think, uh, you know, participating in like discussion boards. I know it seems like kind of a tedious assignment. In fact, I've read uh, other, when I was doing BYU Idaho, a lot of people said they absolutely hated doing that. Like they would just like, just come up with these random things because you have to do a response that was like at least 100 words long. But to me, I actually enjoy it. Uh, I think a lot of the same reasons you talked about, like, I guess you're, you're challenging yourself mentally and you're actually meeting deadlines. So you're actually, I think it's a way of feeling really productive. So yeah, I definitely enjoy yeah. being a student as well. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, and then next you would put dad jokes and puns, which actually, to be honest, it's really cheesy, but I kind of enjoy them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel a little bit bad that I've kind of made Robert hear a lot of my puns, um, mm -hmm. but it's coming back to bite me a little bit because now Serene's picking up on them. She's mm -hmm. about seven years old, and now continuously, it's just going to be regular. If I say I am something, she's going to be like, "Hi, something. I'm Serene or whatever." <laughs> like, oh, okay, she's learned that one. Uh -huh. We need to teach her some more so we can expand that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then next you would put interviews, which makes me happy because I mean, we're essentially doing an interview right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah. this is something you really enjoy. I don't know if you've done other podcasts as well, or. I've been a guest on one other podcast, but that's oh, about cool. it. Awesome. And awesome. I think it's not something necessarily that I enjoy and like seek out, but it's something uh -huh. I don't mind. Um, whereas I know that like my brother-in-law just absolutely hates interviews, kind of shuts down has trouble talking with other people. For mm -hmm. me, it's something that's structured where I'm getting to meet or interact with another person, whether it's something like a podcast where I'm talking with a friend, which is honestly preferable, or if I'm interviewing for a job, it, it doesn't bug me as much because I'm still, I can still approach it like I am getting to know a new person, they're getting to know me and we could just chat for a while. Oh, okay, very good. Okay, and then last, you put down the fast food chain Arby's, which again, I think a lot of people maybe haven't tried. I mean, because they're not necessarily as uh, uh, abundant as like, say, a McDonald's or something like that. So what is it appealing for you about Arby's, about their food? <laughs> oh my gosh, just just the beef and cheddars, honestly. I just like the roast beef with that crappy cheese. On the <laughs> onion bun. It tastes really good for, to me for whatever reason. And Robert absolutely hates it. Oh. <laughs> he says it's all disgusting and i'm like i i don't know i haven't tried the rest of the stuff because i just really enjoy that one sandwich i, I like arby's <laughs> oh okay yeah it's kind of weird for arby's i mean like i had it once years and years ago and i thought it was pretty good but again you don't really see them too often around but I, i'm assuming they still are that they're still out there so yeah if nothing else they seem like a popular chain for people to rag on so i mean they must be plentiful enough for people to hate them right yeah <laughs> so i guess that would be a really good pick for something that you enjoy that most people probably don't so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah okay well very cool so that those were the 10 that you came up for me chat and uh for those listening please feel free to reach out to me tell me something that you really enjoy that other people hate or something that you dislike and then people seem to really really love too i'd love to hear those uh, suggestions uh, Bonnie, before we wrap up, I, I didn't want to forget this. Uh, music was one thing that we really shared in common, that we had a lot of uh, similar interests in bands and stuff like that, like the Arctic Monkeys and Jimmy Eat World. I was just curious, just in the, the past, like, I guess, uh, however long it's been since we've seen each other, uh, is there anything new that you're, that you're interested in? Anything else that you have come to love? Or are you just really just enjoying the same stuff you were listening to before? I think that a lot of the things that I listened to before have come back and now they have a added layer of nostalgia on there that I've mm -hmm. really enjoyed. Honestly, I've just been for the past week listening to a lot of <laughs> Blink-182. Um, but I also know that Jimmy at World is something that I started listening to when I first got into music. And so mm -hmm. they have a special place in my heart. Um, and they were actually playing at the first concert I'd ever gone to. I don't get to go as, to as many concerts as I used to when mm -hmm. because... Like now I have a family that I have to worry about expenses with. Robert doesn't happen to enjoy concerts. And then now I'm in central California where there isn't as, as many venues as there were in mm -hmm. LA, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the most recent concert that I went to was a few years ago. And that was with the Foo Fighters up here in Fresno. And the band that opened for them was called The Struts. And I really like all the songs that I've heard from them. Like they were really dynamic in their performance. They involved the audience. They kind of taught us some of the choruses of their songs to get us really pumped up. 
they were they were great at performing. And so I've gone and like sought out just listening to a bunch of their songs. And I don't think that I found one that I disliked. So if you happen to like Foo Fighters, then I, I would really recommend you check out the Struts. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I definitely want to check out check out the Struts. I, I've never heard of them before, but I mean, I definitely love the Foo Fighters. So if it's similar then, and if it's recommended by you, then yeah, for sure. I'll definitely uh, <laughs> give them a check out. Uh, cool. I mean, that's pretty much all the talking points I had tonight, Bonnie. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up or discuss? Or are we good to wrap up? I, I don't think that I am much more interesting than what you've had me say. <laughs> that's pretty much all there is to me. <laughs> well, you know, you're definitely very cool and very fun and very nice. So I, I remember all the times we got to hang out together at Institute. And again, for those who may not know, it was actually just a religion classes that we would take and then we would go out to eat as friends afterwards. It was really fun. Uh, and then I've actually had the opportunity to become really good friends with uh, Tony Aguilar and his wife, Lindsay. They live just awesome. uh, just next door to us or in our complex here, which is really cool. So I know the people that you know as well. So the, those days, uh, th- those were fun times. I, sometimes I miss them, but at the same time, being a parent today and being married to my wonderful wife, it's it's all great. So uh, yeah, it is fun absolutely. just to actually take this opportunity just to reflect back on old times and uh, and the fun we had. So Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Bonnie. Okay. So yeah, you're definitely welcome on, on the podcast anytime. And be sure to send my, my love to Robert. And I hope you and your girls are doing well as well. Thanks. I'll make sure to say hi to Andrew. Okay. Thanks, Bonnie. Okay. You've been listening to the, the Casting for Fun podcast. Thanks, everyone.